Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones. And yes, I am the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you all so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. The State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Go to Manscaped.com, use the promo code SOTS, and you'll save 20% off of your purchase. Once again, Manscaped.com, use the promo code State of Saints. You will save 20% off your purchase. Before we get started, let's go ahead and talk about um, um, hitting the like button. Uh, hit the like button if you uh, enjoy the State of the Saints podcast. Hit the subscription button if you're new to the channel. I would really appreciate that. Uh, I'm back, as y'all can see, back at the uh, radio station. Uh, I got back on yesterday from Indianapolis uh, attending the NFL Combine for the first time. Uh, Shouts out to everybody that checked out the State of the Saints podcast um, YouTube channel, as well as uh, following me on Twitter. Um, got opportunity to interview some of the biggest names in uh, in college football, man. And those that those guys are probably going to be uh, first round draft picks. Some of them are going to be uh, generational type talents uh, when they hit the next level. So if you haven't checked out the State of the Saints podcast, some of the interviews that I conducted, uh, follow me on Twitter at TJYJones8 or you can follow the State of the Saints podcast network channel on YouTube. But let's go ahead and get started. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about where everybody's here. Let's talk about Derek Carr. Uh, Derek Carr has reached an agreement uh, with the New Orleans Saints. This is courtesy of Ian Rappaport. He, he reports, um, he says that the Saints and Derek Carr agree on a four-year deal for $150 million with $100 million in total guarantees, uh, and he gets $70 million effectively fully guaranteed. 60 million at signing, another 10 million in year three, vesting around year one. So Carr structures his deal to accommodate the Saints cap issues. So uh, all those people out there that's complaining about the Saints being in cap hell, then cap hell, how they gonna pay Derek Carr. Um, I don't look, let me just say this. There's a lot of people that don't follow the New Orleans Saints and they don't care about the New Orleans Saints. So um, they're kind of lazy when it comes to like their commentary. They don't really go and do their due diligence. They don't really know that much about Kai Harley, the guy that's over accounting. They don't really see how the Saints actually move and shake things. Over the weekend, we've seen the Saints restructure the deals of Taysom Hill and Demario Davis. So that pretty much tells you the Saints, uh, they know what they're doing when it comes to trying to manipulate the cap. And I, it just seems to me, People want to see this team fail, um, and they just continue to allow these individuals to eat crow. Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of them uh, did not want Derek Carr to come to the New Orleans Saints, and not because they don't feel like the Saints could afford them. I just think that they knew that. They do that kind of stuff just to kind of keep people intrigued. But I just think that when you look at a guy like Derek Carr, um, he was a highly touted free agent. He was. Uh, if you, I, I'm not even counting guys like Lamar Jackson, and I'm not even really counting guys like Aaron Rodgers. If we're talking about really, real true free agents, this guy was the most highly touted free agent. Now, people can say that people, their teams are waiting for Aaron Rodgers and figure out what he's going to do, but as far as being free, he was highly touted. And the Saints are a small market team. They're a small market team. They're one of those teams that a lot of people don't really care that much about. And when they get guys like Derek Carr, I don't, I don't think that most talking heads really want that. They wanted him to go to a team like the Jets because they want to see how a guy like Derek Carr with his personality would be able to fit in that shark-infested water that is the New York media. It, it, it creates really good television. It creates really good storylines. But the storyline of the day belongs to Derek Carr and the New Orleans Saints. Um, the way I feel about Derek Carr is simple. I, I never had an issue with Derek Carr as far as his talent, his ability. My only thing was, and I said this on the last episode, I guess when I was here, um, if you are just looking at this guy to kind of just, you know, keep you in the game or, just get you to the playoffs and, you you know, get in the first round, then I didn't feel like it was a really good signing. 
this type of money that they're giving to Derek Carr, this is an indication that they feel like Derek Carr can lead the Saints to the Super Bowl. And this also is an indication that the Saints have a different perspective than some of us have about this team. And that perspective is that they feel like they are quarterback away from being a really good football team. Now, you can look at this in two ways, right? You can look at this in one way where you have a New Orleans Saints team who often struggled tremendously last season. They averaged about 19 points a game, but their defense seemed to kind of figure it out towards the end. So you can look at it like as long as you have yourself a pretty good defense, if your offense gets it together, then maybe you can find yourself making a deep run into the playoffs. Or you can look at it a completely different way. The New Orleans Saints getting Derek Carr is not going to change how I feel about the New Orleans Saints. I still feel like the New Orleans Saints on a playoff team. I still feel like the New Orleans Saints are doomed as long as Dennis Allen is the head coach. I mean, you can look at it anyway. But the Saints, them doing this just shows you that they want to win. And they're trying to do everything they can in their power to win. And there's so many question marks because of this signing that we have. Uh, Number one, um, well, this isn't a question mark. This is pretty much a foregone conclusion. Um, Jameis Winston isn't going to come back to the New Orleans Saints. I would be shocked if that was to happen. If If he does come back to the Saints, he pretty much has to come to the conclusion and and make up in his mind that he's going to be a backup quarterback. And I don't think that Jameis sees himself as a backup quarterback. So I'm pretty sure that two things are going to happen here. The Saints are probably going to ask him to kind of restructure a deal in order for him to stay, or they're probably going to cut him. Uh, Number two is what are you going to do with Michael Thomas? You, you restructured his deal to, you know, it, it seems like it indicates that he's going to get cut. Uh, post June 1. So what are you going to do with that? I mean, I'm pretty sure that this is going to be intriguing to Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas wants to continue his career and and, and go back to being that all-pro wide receiver that he is. And I'm pretty sure he wants somebody that he is comfortable with as far as being able to get him the football so he can put up those numbers he was putting up before he had these two and a half years of uh, injury-ridden seasons. So what are you going to do there? Are you going to allow Michael Thomas to walk? Is Michael Thomas going to agree to some type of deal where he can come back? Or are you going to try to find somebody in a draft, Uh, somebody like a Jonathan Mingo, uh, you know, out of Ole Miss or Bryce Ford Whedon out of West Virginia kind of fits that same bill and our possession receivers. So signing Derek Carr indicates a lot when it comes to Jameis Winston. And it, it leaves that question mark is, Michael Thomas is going to be willing to stay or try to work out a deal with the New Orleans Saints in order to bring uh, him back. You know, Michael Thomas is very talented. Michael Thomas is a really good player, but we know that he has been injured for the last two and a half years. And no matter how much talent that you have, teams are going to be looking at that. So I don't know if a team is going to be willing to give you what you're looking for, especially when you've had a career over the last couple of years that has been loaded with injury. So Derek Carr signing with the New Orleans Saints, I'm not mad at it. It it gives you a better opportunity to win at the, you know, and it gives you a better quarterback than you had over the last couple of years. Look, you may not like Derek Carr and you may feel like Derek Carr isn't going to lead the Saints anywhere, but you have to admit that he's much better than what we've had over the last couple of years. I would rather have Derek Carr than Andy Dalton. You know, I would rather have uh, Derek Carr over Taysom Hill. Um, I would rather, you know, have him, you know, over some of these other guys that are going to be free agents. So uh, shouts out to the Saints for getting this thing done. Um, It it just shows you that, you know, the New Orleans Saints care about winning. Uh, They want to put the best product on the field. So hopefully Derek Carr coming to the New Orleans Saints can help them uh, get over those offensive woes that they've had over the last couple of years. And maybe we can get back to being a productive offense um, by us. I mean, the New Orleans Saints and the fans can actually have something that they can actually cheer for. Because as of right now, you know, the morale is down um, and, you know, signing a guy like Derek Carr, it can kind of help you. It can kind of help you. Uh, Derek Carr, uh, who is he? Who is he really? Um, Derek Carr, uh, Derek Carr franchise ranks uh, in quarterback wins. So uh, he has 63 second all time 
in Raiders history. Uh, passing yards, he has 35,222, which gives him the number one ranking among Raiders and passing touchdowns. So, like him or not, Derek Carr is the most efficient and the, the best Raider quarterback as far as statistics uh, in their franchise's history. Now, if you want to compare him to Drew Brees, I did that um, over the last uh, not you know nine years of his career, nine seasons. I compared his uh, to Drew Brees. Um, Drew Brees played 133 games. Derek Carr played 139. Uh, the game started. Drew Brees 133. Derek Carr 139. Wins. Drew Brees has 80. Derek Carr has 62. Winning percentage is uh, 60% for Drew Brees, 44 for Derek Carr. Uh, pass completions, Drew Brees has 3,529. Derek Carr, 3,154. Uh, let's go down to passing yards. and Drew Brees had 39,616. Derek Carr had 34,680. Touchdown passes, Drew Brees with 290. Derek Carr with 213. Touchdown percentage, 5.7 for Drew, 4.4 for Derek Carr. Game-winning drives. Uh, Drew Brees had 27. Derek Carr had 33. Yards per passing attempt, Drew Brees 7.8 and Derek Carr 7.1. So passer rating, 103.7 for Drew, 92.4 for Derek Carr. And those stats are based on Drew Brees' last nine years of his career and, you know, of course, Derek Carr's nine years of his career. Of course, if I probably was to add on to it, you know, Drew Brees put up all those monster numbers for those seven and nine seasons before they went to the Super Bowl. So um, there you have it, man. I mean, if you're trying to compare him to Drew Brees, I don't feel like that's fair. But if you look at their numbers statistically as far as passing attempts and, you know, and all that kind of stuff, I mean, it's, it's not too far off. So. If you're looking for somebody to be able to write the ship, try to steady the ship, maybe uh, run that West Coast offense that the Saints like to run, then Derek Carr can be the guy. But I'm not going to poo-poo on it because I have not seen it in action. I'm not going to say it's the worst decision ever because I have not seen this thing in action. We Only time will tell if the Saints made the right decision or not, but it's better than what whatever they had out there. Like You have to, get, you have to be honest with yourself. If we're talking about guys coming in through the draft, it's only speculation. It's only wishful thinking. Like, we hope that these guys can pan out. But we know that Derek Carr is a proven product. And also, you know, I mean, just like any other player that plays on a bad team, you know, some of their numbers are going to indicate that. So what happens when they go to a team that's a little bit better, that's willing to accommodate their skill set, and they're able to bring guys in to help them win? So what's going to happen then? So I'm not going to poo-poo on it. Derek Carr definitely is an upgrade from anything that we've had over the last couple of years since Drew Brees retired. And hopefully uh, with that four-year contract, uh, the Saints can actually maybe get back to their winning ways, maybe make the postseason something they haven't done in a couple of years. It definitely has uh, given them uh, the edge when it comes to the NFC South. Uh, their, their number had went up, according to Vegas, to win the NFC South, the Saints by signing Derek Carr have become the front runners. But uh, we all know that the quarterback position isn't the only position the Saints need to upgrade. There's still questions about Alvin Kamara. Uh, you know, Mark Ingram more than likely is not going to be able to come back. Don't know what you're going to do with Michael Thomas. You definitely want to bring in a possession receiver. You, you probably want to be able to get a little bit more help on the offensive line if you decide to move away from Andrews Pete. So I have a couple uh solutions when it comes to the offensive line that i'll talk about a little bit later in the show but right now i'm going to go ahead and take some of your uh, comments and, and read some of your questions and then we'll go from there um i'm going to kind of scroll down a little bit because i know i said a lot and um so if you don't hear your question and you want me to possibly answer it if i run across it then go ahead and copy and paste it and, and, and add it to the bottom we're going to start with uh we're going to start with molly says it's not a bad deal uh, his deal puts uh, in the mid-tier quarterbacks. Once Lamar, Burrow, and them get a new deal, this deal will look like a bargain. I think Carr can lead your team to a Super Bowl. Uh, is to be determined. Well, a lot of people feel like he can't, um, but a lot of people thought that Matthew Stafford couldn't, right? A lot of people thought Jimmy G couldn't. Uh, there, there are quarterbacks out there that people feel like aren't 
going don't have what it takes to lead a team to the to the Super Bowl. But I always say this, you know, if you put a good team around a guy who has a really good skill set, you can go to the Super Bowl. And I, I constantly say this over and over again. The NFC is is a weak division when it comes to quarterback play. Like who who is the quarterback that you're afraid of in the NFC? You know, I mean, Tom Brady just recently retired. We don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. You know, people are talking about him going to the Jets, so that would take him out of the NFC and into the AFC. So who are you afraid of? Who do you feel like the Saints couldn't match up against? Who do you think the Saints couldn't neutralize? We've seen the New Orleans Saints defense neutralize some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. We've seen this, right? So it's not like, you know, we should be so nervous as a fan base that the Saints can't handle business. You know, it, it has been over the last eight weeks leading up to the end of the season, the last eight weeks of the season, the offense has been the problem. You know, and the offense has not been able to uh, match the intensity that the defense did. And a lot of the times when the defense allows the, uh, another team's offense to get the upper hand, it's probably because they were out there way too long because the offense constantly got three and outs. So if you can get an offense that matches the defense, then the Saints can be one of the best teams in the NFC. It's not out of the realm of possibility. I know we feel that way because of Dennis Allen and the frustration that we have with him. You know, a lot of people feel like he leaves a lot to be desired when it comes to expressing himself and showing passion. You know, we don't really get that from him. We don't really feel that that sense of confidence like we did when Sean Payton was the uh, the coach. But, you know, we, I mean, it remains to be seen. And I just feel like right now we're basically feeling the way we do is because of the morale around the team. All right. But teams change every year. Circumstances change every year. And um, let's just see, you know. But Derek Carr, I mean, who knows? You know, in the right situation, at the right timing, you get the right team around them, who knows? The Saints could be there in the end. We never know. Uh, let's see. Would it, would it be crazy to imagine trading Michael Thomas for Devontae Adams? Sound crazy, but I can dream. Uh, that's absolutely not going to happen. You got to be absolutely insane to be able to make that trade. Look, if this was – if Michael Thomas never was hurt, then we talking. Now you're talking, right? Because I, I don't feel like Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas are that much different when it comes to like being really good receivers. They both are all pro receivers. They both have all pro talent. But one guy hasn't played in almost two and a half years, and the other guy has pretty much established himself uh, almost like a Canton-type resume with a few more years um, over the last two and a half years in Devontae Adams. So, it's not going to happen. You got to be absolutely insane um, to do something like that. Why would you trade an able body wide receiver that has been wrecking the league over two and a half years for a guy who used to wreck the league but hasn't played for two and a half years? No disrespect to Michael Thomas, but if Michael Thomas was being real with himself, I don't think he would have a problem with it, what I'm saying right now. Let's see. Uh, Carr fits the same scheme perfectly. Yeah, of course he does. Of course he does. I mean, he's a West Coast offensive uh, quarterback. Uh, like I said, the skill set is similar to that with what the Saints have had at quarterback over the last 15 years with Drew Brees. Is he Drew Brees? No, he is not. Um, but you can win with him. And we've, we've seen when, well, not seen, but we've heard um, the, the numbers that I read off. He has facilitated 33 game-winning drives over his nine-year career. So it's not like, you know, if you're down, he can't bring you back. It's not like he can't win a game for you. And that's something that was missing. Like nobody believed that Andy Dalton could win a game for you. And um, I think with Derek Carr coming through the door, at least you know you have a chance if your team is down by a few touchdowns or a few points late in games that Derek Carr can actually will your team to victory. So that's a positive if you want to look at one. Uh, Saints fans, we got a decent quarterback, no more Dalton. Exactly. I mean, you should be proud right now. Like I know that, you know, some of us are frustrated because we wanted a quarterback to look a certain way or we maybe wanted to go in a different direction when it comes to skill set. But um, Derek Carr is, you know, a top 10, top 15 quarterback in the National Football League. And this is something that we wanted. And at least, you know, we we got a quarterback that, that puts our favorite team in position to win. Right. So that's that's a plus. Uh, let's see. I choose Baker over Dalton. 
I would too. You know, I just think that uh, Andy Dalton, no disrespect to him, he's solid. If you need somebody to come in, you know, and maybe play a few games to kind of keep your team afloat while your starter uh, heals or, you know, goes through an injury or something like that, I feel like he can. But he is not a guy that I feel like should be playing 10-plus games at this stage of his career. I mean, he is who he is. You know, I don't I don't feel like he's terrible. I don't feel like he stinks. Uh, I don't feel like he's the worst quarterback in the league, like some people may think or say. Uh, but I just feel like at this stage of Andy Dalton's career, he is not he is not a starting quarterback consistently. And you know, if he want if the Saints want to like re-sign him as a backup or something like that, I wouldn't be mad at that. Andy Dalton is a solid backup. He's just not a solid starter at this stage of his career. Uh, Carr is better than Dalton. I agree with that. Uh, how many playoff appearances? It, like, we, we got to stop doing this. We, we got to stop doing this. Like, seriously. We start talking about playoffs and how many, you know, like, oh, how many times you got, you know, team, or how many times this, this quarterback got to the playoffs? The quarterback isn't out there playing by himself. It, it, it's, it's, it's a quarterback along with so many other guys on the team. And I just think that when people say, oh, you know, how many times you led, you led this team to the play? I just feel like that's totally unfair because your team may stink. Your quarterback may be putting up some big-time numbers. For example, I mentioned Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford put up monster numbers in Detroit, but they just couldn't make it to the playoffs. If you go back and look at Matthew Stafford's numbers, more times than not, Matthew Stafford was one of the top quarterbacks in the league, but nobody realized that because the Detroit Lions were not very good. So is it fair to say, oh, you know what I'm saying, Matthew Stafford isn't good because he hasn't led his team to the playoffs? Who can, like, at the end of the day, it, it takes a team effort, right? You, like, how, okay, to be fair, okay, look at Drew Brees. When Drew Brees came to the Saints in 2006, they went to the NFC Championship game. I'll give you that. But the, la the next three years, they didn't make the playoffs. They had three straight seven and nine seasons. But we seen Drew Brees throw for 5,000 yards. We seen Drew Brees complete all, over 65% of his passes. So that, that's like saying, okay, how good is Drew Brees? His team ain't made the playoffs when we know that the defense can stop a nosebleed during that time. And Drew Brees had to go out there and be willing to put up 35, 40 points a game and throw for almost 300 yards each game in order for the Saints to even be competitive. So when people say, Oh, what about, you know, how many playoff appearances? I just think that that's just the kind of narrative that people have to try to say that a guy, you know, isn't good enough. Derek Carr played for the Raiders, okay? The Raiders are not a really good football team. They're, they're, they have been a train wreck over the last decade and a half. And, yes, you can sprinkle a few little playoff appearances in there every now and then. But for the most part, they're not a good football team. And when people talk about even like with Baker Mayfield, like people talk about Baker Mayfield and they call him trash, but they're not taking into account that he played for the Cleveland Browns. He was drafted by the Cleveland Browns first overall the year before he was drafted. They didn't win a game. They went 0-16. Their first game that they won, they benched Deshaun Kaiser in the middle of a game and Baker Mayfield came in there and he led them to victory. Right. And it was like maybe five, six games into the season. So all I'm saying is you have to take into account the situations that these guys are in. These guys aren't playing offense and defense. And just because a team and I'm, I'm putting emphasis on team, just because a team hadn't made the playoff, that's not an indication of the quarterback, especially if the quarterback is putting up big time numbers. And if you look at some of those games, you're seeing he's doing everything in his power to help his team win. I know the end result always overshadows the performance, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to say this guy isn't good enough because, oh, he only had two playoff appearances. Well, he played for the Raiders, right? So there's that. Raiders haven't had a top 10 or 15 defense in a very long time. That's my whole point. If you're playing, okay, I'll put it like this. Everybody pretty much played basketball on a blacktop, right? And if you have not, then just, just insert your favorite sport, right? Let's just say you're very good at it. But the other three people or the four people that you're playing with are average or below average. 
they passing you the ball every time and you laying it up, right? But at the same time, they can't play defense. So the opposing team just blowing right past them, putting up shots, making it. And you getting the ball, but you scoring every time. Let's just say you going to 15 and out of 15, you scored, you know, 12, right? And the team beat you 15 to 12, right? Should you be held accountable that your team lost? If you're playing really good defense, but all the other guys on your team playing like slow or all the other girls or the ladies on your team is playing like slow. Should you be held responsible for that? Of course, it's going to look like, oh, y'all lost, but you was balling. So why should you sit up there and just look at it as a reflection of you? I mean, as a team, but at the end of the day, you wasn't the reason why your team lost. That's all I'm saying. Like we, we, we tend to look at the end result, but we don't look at all the elements around that. Derek Carr has put up really good numbers throughout his career. So it's not really his fault that his team didn't perform up to a higher level. Now, you probably can throw some games where he didn't play his best, but every every quarterback has had games where they didn't play their best. I remember that, that classic game on Thursday night when Drew Brees threw five interceptions, right? But that, is that an indication that Drew Brees isn't great? I've seen Tom Brady not throw a touchdown against the Saints, right? But does that mean he's not great? I've seen Aaron Rodgers don't throw a touchdown in a game. But does that mean he's not great? So we can't just look at certain things and be like, oh, man, this dude isn't good enough, right? I mean, I don't feel like that's fair. Everybody has bad games, but that's not an indication of who that person actually is if you peel everything back and kind of look at the grand scheme of things. It happens. So I'm I'm not going to just say the dude isn't good enough, especially if you had if we know that the Raiders were not making a playoff before him. We know that they've been a train wreck before him and they're a train wreck after him. So why would we do that? Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense at all. I'm gonna scroll down a little bit. It says well, Michael Thomas is not the Michael Thomas that we knew, but honestly, I'm not very happy to have Derek Carr. I have no choice. I have an opinion, but it's inconsistent. Uh, but it's inconsistent. That's the problem. Well, look, Michael Thomas isn't the Michael Thomas that we once knew. I don't know that for sure. Like, I know that Michael Thomas has been hurt over the last two and a half years. Now, if you want to say that Michael Thomas has been hurt over two and a half years, that's fine. But saying Michael Thomas is not the same Michael Thomas, I don't think I agree with that. I don't think I agree because the last time I seen Michael Thomas without any type of ailments in week one, he dominated in the second half, right? And he was going up against one of the top five, top 10 cornerbacks in the league in A.J. Terrell. And he made him look like a, you know, like a high schooler out there. So for me to say that Michael Thomas, you know, isn't a Michael Thomas, of, you know, old, I feel like, you know, if you want to throw injuries in there, that's fine. But when he was upright, he was balling, right? So we want to say to me, all right, I'm not trying to, that, that's your opinion, and that's fine. All I'm saying is, if if, not, if nothing is is ailing Michael Thomas, he's a beast, and he's virtually unstoppable. Now, I'm just going to keep it at that. All right? Uh, I would have gone for Garoppolo over Carr. Well, to, to be honest with you, Derek Carr is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. So there's that. Jimmy Garoppolo has won more games than Derek Carr. Well, I know he hasn't won more games. He has been in more big-time situations than Derek Carr. But Derek Carr, to me, is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo is. So, I, I look, I'm not knocking the Saints for making that decision, all right? If I had a choice over Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm rolling with Derek Carr. Now, if we roll, why are we rolling with Jimmy G? Are we rolling with Jimmy G because it's less money? Are we rolling with Jimmy G because he's a better quarterback? In my opinion, Jimmy G is not a better quarterback than Derek Carr. Uh, let's see. I hope Derek Carr going to get step uh, going to step it up and protect the ball on the field with offensive linemen in the next season. I don't care what the people say about him. He's a real uh, elite with above average athleticism, speed, ability, and awareness. I hope he's going to get better on my team. Going to make a playoff NFC Championship and get a Super Bowl, Las Vegas. I hope he's going to turn it everything around from Las Vegas, TJ. Well, this gives him an opportunity. This gives him a fresh start, right? Everybody 
I mean, some sometimes people need a fresh start in order for them to be able to uh, resurrect their career. And hopefully this can be like one of those situations, um, like a Jared Goff did in Detroit. He had a really good season, like Matthew Stafford did in, in, in Los Angeles. You know, he got a Super Bowl out the deal. So hopefully, uh, you know, a, a new environment might be able to help Derek Carr be able to live up to that potential and maybe he can spread his wings, you know, and be able to be that quarterback that he know he can be. And um, hopefully he can help the Saints win in the process. But once again, I, I cannot stress this enough. This is a better situation at quarterback than the Saints have had over the last couple of years. So I, I got to give him, I got to gotta say that. Uh, we seen how Mike still has it when healthy. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I just think that the injuries makes us forget how special this dude actually is. Now, the injuries suck. But the injuries are not an indication of how good this dude actually is. I just think that people saying that, you know, he's not the same guy. Basically, you're saying this because the dude is injured. But if you look at when he's upright, he's virtually the same guy. And he still is dominant. It just those injuries, you know, those injuries kind of overshadow that, which I can understand because over the last couple of years, he hasn't been he hasn't been playing. So that just gives you more time to be more frustrated with him and come to this conclusion. But to me, when that man was on the field, he was he was a beast still. Uh, Jimmy G can't stay healthy. I wouldn't waste money on an injury-prone quarterback. That's fair enough, too. Let's that's, that's not forget that. He stays injured. Uh, stop all this race talk. Dalton is the best choice for the Saints. Rebuild. Saints don't need a rebuild. Just a good quarterback and a good defense to help out. We're going to the playoffs uh 100%. Well, I don't think that Andy Dalton is the best choice for the New Orleans Saints. Um I feel like Derek Carr uh the the based on who's out there who's like realistically available, realistically available. I feel like uh Derek Carr is the best choice. Um Andy Dalton is not the best choice for anything except for sitting on the bench holding a clipboard just in case your quarterback gets hurt. All right? Um, as far as, um, you know, the whole race thing, you know, I don't know what people are talking about with that. I guess I assume they talking about, uh, James Winston when it comes to race. I don't think race had anything to do with the fact that he got benched. I'm, I'm just being, being honest. I just think that it had a lot to do with the fact that the New Orleans Saints have an issue with being conservative, too conservative. And I don't feel bad about saying this because there are analytics to back this up. There are times where the New Orleans Saints, you know, they don't go for it on fourth down. They punt the ball often. They're not being aggressive. I mean, the numbers indicate this. And the Saints are, are, are way too careful, right? And I just think that Jameis Winston is too much of a loose cannon for the New Orleans Saints. By loose cannon, I mean they don't know what he's going to do. He, he, you know... Andy, Andy Dalton is pretty much an easy read. Like, you know what you're going to get from Andy. Not so much with Jameis Winston. And I just think that the Saints were not confident enough in themselves as, as far as the coaching staff to be able to get what they need to get out of Jameis Winston. So they went with a much more easier solution with Andy Dalton. I, I don't think it had anything to do with Jameis as a person. I just think that they were too afraid at Jameis' tendencies. And they just felt like it would probably be best for them to roll with Andy Dalton. It's just that simple. If you look at the Saints track record last season, they were extremely careful about a lot of things, a lot, a lot of things. Right. So it, it, it did, it just didn't stop with the play calling. It, it, it was kind of with the personnel too. So I just think that they were just afraid, you know, I think they were just afraid to put Jameis on the field because we know that Jameis, you know, he trusts, Jameis trusts his wide receivers. Jameis trusts those players. Like, he's going to put the ball up out there. Like, even if they don't want him to do that, he's going to put that ball out there. He's going to make it 50-50 because he trusts Traquan Smith to come down with the football. He trusts Chris Olave to come down with the football. He trusts Marquez Callaway to come down with the football. And that's a little bit too risque for this, this, for this Saints team. 
So they rather go with a guy that's probably going to dink and dunk it, you know, going you know, go take what the defense give them, you know, not the most exciting thing in the world, but they know exactly what he's going to do. So here, there you go. And when we talk about quarterback development, you know, ain't nobody on this team that that's that I've seen, and I could be wrong, but there's no one on this team that I see that I am confident that they can develop a quarterback. And maybe that's one of the reasons why we're talking about Derek Carr today. TJ, but we have Sean Payton back. Then now all we have is DA. Um, not sure what we mean by that, but we have Sean Payton back. Then now all we have is DA. I, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I don't understand exactly what that means. You have to uh, clarify that. You have to clarify that one for me, man. I apologize. Uh, Black Preacher, man, uh, thank you very much for $2. said, didn't Breeze uh, resurrect his career coming here? Nothing was wrong with Drew Breeze's career. Like, Drew Breeze got hurt. Uh, we know that he had to, you know, he had to, the shoulder injury. A lot of people thought that his career was over. But Drew Breeze was always a solid quarterback. Drew Breeze went to the Pro Bowl. Drew Breeze just didn't – Drew Breeze – was basically a victim of what Bryce Young is a victim of now. Everybody back in those days, they wanted a big old tall quarterback, 6'5", 6'6", look the part, and uh, Drew Brees was not the part. And it wasn't anything that Drew did. It was just the fact that um, the GM, A.J. Smith, of the Chargers, he just didn't like the build and the size of Drew Brees, and he just felt – he didn't feel comfortable that Drew Brees – would be able to sustain that level of success or be able to help the Chargers get to where they need to be. So that's why they drafted Phillip Rivers. And luckily, I won't say luckily, but the guys kind of worked that thing out for the Chargers because Drew Brees was on his contract year and they had Phillip Rivers. And Drew Brees played really good, right? He played really good that season. So it would have been a tough decision for them. But Drew Brees was never terrible. Drew Brees was never terrible. He was never a bad quarterback. And I think that he probably would have had a bigger market if he didn't have that shoulder injury. But a lot of a lot of teams left him for dead, felt like he wasn't going to be able to get back uh, to being a solid quarterback. And that never happened, to be honest with you. He didn't go back to being a solid quarterback. <laughs> he went to being an elite quarterback. And it just so happened that, you know, that happened for the New Orleans Saints for 15 years consistent quarterback play but there was nothing wrong with drew Brees. he there was nothing for him to resurrect now you can say that maybe there was a chip on his shoulder um as far as like a team feeling like they needed to draft filler rivers over him that's fine um i feel like drew Brees probably takes a lot of pride in the fact that he's never lost to the Chargers playing for the saints if i'm not mistaken i think he takes a lot of pride in that he upped the game every time he plays them uh when he was when he was out there so but there was nothing wrong with Drew Brees. There was nothing to resurrect for Drew Brees. It was just a matter of a team willing to take a chance on him and believe in him. And the Saints did, and it paid dividends. Now he's going to be in the Hall of Fame in the next three years. Uh, let's see. Tim, thank you very much for the $5. Said Derek is the kind of guy uh, to overwrite uh, P. Carmichael. We need a quarterback who can take it into his own hands. Yeah. We need somebody that's going to be able to see the field and have that confidence in himself and the confidence in his ability to be able to go out there and run the offense, right? Not being afraid that I'm going to get benched, not being afraid that somebody about to come and take my spot because if I don't complete this pad next week, if I don't take this sack this week, you need somebody that is confident and it's his team now. Like you pay a guy four years, $100 million, $150 million, whatever that is, I want to say 150 it's your team. You're the guy, right? You you are that dude, you know, so you don't have to worry about anybody. I think with Andy Dalton, you go out there, throw a couple picks, and comes Jameis, right? So when it comes to Derek Carr, I just feel like, you know, he can play with a level of confidence and a level of swag and a le- level of freedom that these other quarterbacks didn't, didn't have because, I mean, they were on the short leash. But I, I'm look, rather you like Derek Carr or not, once again, the Saints quarterback situation is a hundred times better than it has been over the last couple of years. I'm sorry, folks. I'm just being honest. Like you may not like this this guy, you may not like the signing, but the guy is a good quarterback. And uh right now, your team has a better chance of winning us out 
and making a run in the playoffs because this guy's on the team. Seriously. So, I mean, I, I just hope everybody just uh, understands that. I'm helping Andy uh, move right now. He told me to tell your old self. <laughs> Car is better than what Drew was his last year, so I like it. Um, okay, if you if you say so. <laughs> uh, let's see. I told y'all nobody wants to go to the Jets. Uh, sorry, just trying to be funny so everyone can get along. Uh, the only thing left for the Saints to do is draft left guard for the offensive line and defensive tackle for the defensive line. That's it. Well, look, here, here's the thing. And I'm glad you mentioned this, uh, Darrell, because I was going to talk about this. And this is a, a really good spot uh, to kind of segue to this. I think the Saints need to draft offensive line in the first round. And this is what I would do. Right. If I was the New Orleans Saints, I would draft Paris Johnson Jr. He is a he is the tackle out of Ohio State. He played guard and he transitioned to tackle. This is what I do. I will put him on the outside at left tackle and I will slide Trevor Penning to the inside at guard. If look, I know Trevor Penning played left tackle. I know he played left tackle, you know, in college. But to me, based on his personality, based on like his mean streak, everything about him just speaks guard, right? And, and also, most of the time when guys move inside to guard, it's because it's kind of hard for them to be able to go up against some of those pass rushes. And you look at some of these smaller guys, you know, they're athletic, they're hybrids, you know, they got all these different moves and stuff like that. And it's hard for some of those big guys to be able to get their hands and try to push these guys back to try to protect the quarterback. With a guy like Paris Johnson, this guy's a super, this guy is a super freakish athlete. And I just think that because of his athleticism, because of his size, because of the way he moves and, you know, and his footwork, I think that he would be a really good solid left tackle for you. And Trevor Penning, I feel like the guy is a straight up mauler and we know what he can do when it comes to run blocking you put him on the inside, Paris Johnson on the outside. I feel like that would that would pretty much seal up your offensive line. Then you know you know what Eric McCoy can do. If Caesar Ruiz can actually build on what what he did last season before he was injured, and we know Ryan Ramchek is pretty steady at his position as well. I think that you can have yourself a really good offensive line. That's what I would do. I, I just feel like Trevor Penning. No, no, you know. I, no disrespect to him. I just feel like he he would be better suited at being a guard. And you get yourself an athletic tackle on the outside like a Paris Johnson. I think that that would be a great, that would be a great offensive line in my opinion. You know, that's, that's what I would do to try to fix the offensive line issues. Now, if you notice, I didn't mention Andrews Pete. I didn't mention Andrews Pete because I feel like Andrews Pete, it is time uh, for the Saints to, to possibly move on from him. I, I think that he has some left in the tank. I do feel like he's going to help a team somewhere, but I think it's time for him to move on and for you to be able to, you know, maybe get somebody that is going to fill his spot. But that's what I would do. That's what I would do with the offensive line. Lee, thank you very much for the 499 says, what's going on, TJ and the Who That Fam? I've been in MIA and in and out the hospital, but I'm doing better now. Uh, biggest thing Carr has now that he never had is defense. Lee, thank you very much for the 499. It's good to hear that you're doing okay, man. I'm happy to hear that uh, you're doing better, man. Sorry that you had to spend some time uh, in the hospital, man. We're praying for your strength, brother. Uh, but, yeah, you know, Derek Carr finally gets a defense, and maybe we can actually see him live up to all the potential that he possesses. Uh, I don't think Carr is a bad quarterback, and when the time – uh, he was quarterback with the Raiders. The tight end always eat. Uh, if I am Jawan Johnson, I would be jumping up uh, for joy. Yeah, I would too, you know. And who knows, you know, maybe the New Orleans Saints might end up getting themselves another tight end, you know, might get Darrell Washington or something like that. And if they do that, then, man, that that's that going to be a problem for somebody. They see uh, no, no more offensive linemen in the first uh, this year, draft a defensive lineman at 29. Well, if you get yourself a defensive lineman, I mean, they got some really good ones. 
But to me, man, I just think that the Saints need to stop. Well, I won't say need to stop, but I think the Saints need to consider. I think that's a better word. I think the Saints need to consider some of these edge rushers, these smaller guys that you're starting to notice that are getting 15, 16, 17 sacks. And if you notice, these guys aren't 6'7", 280. They're not 6'5", 290. You know, they're smaller guys. They're like 6'3", 6'4", maybe 230, 240. You know, guys like Nolan Smith, right? You know, guys that fit the mode of a Nick Bosa or Joey Bosa. You know, these guys aren't the biggest guys in the world, right? But they get home to the quarterback and they do it often. So if the Saints were to get a defensive lineman in the first round, you know, I would hope that they actually get a guy that kind of fits that mode. That would be that would be great. Uh, the landlord, uh, Josh says, uh, I don't want Carr here. Pete is going to ruin him. Well, let's hope not, man. Let I I understand, Josh. The morale is low. I understand that the skept, you know, we are very skeptical about uh, the Saints coaching staff. But let's just see. Let's just see how it goes. Okay. Let's not let's not be so pessimistic to a point where we don't look forward to actually having a really good season. Like let's let's not do that, right? Let's 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 just kind of slowly kind of gradually, you know what I'm saying, get into it. Like, if it happens, then we can talk about it. But let's not just poo-poo on it before we actually even see it. I, I just think that our feelings and our views about um, P. Carmichael, our feelings and views about Dennis Allen come, sometimes can makes us, make us so frustrated that we don't even give the team opportunity to correct the issues. Now, if they can't correct the issues, then we can talk about it then. But – I just think that we just need to just look at this season for what it is. It's not even here yet and just embrace it and just go with the motions. And if we are find ourselves talking about P Carmichael and his inability to be able to get everything he can out of Derek Carr, then it'll be justified. But right now, you know, let's not, let's not, you know, let's not ruin, you know, the experience or, or ruin the, the possibility of what this season could be by you know just formulating our opinion about them and and just holding on to it let's see y'all keep that chat clean or else that's why we are uh in a predicament we're in now drafting all these hit and miss offensive linemen in the first round our scouts are good enough to find good linemen late in the draft i don't think so man i, I don't think that's why we're in a predicament that we in you know i just think that people just don't find offensive linemen attractive. We just don't like it. You know, it, it's a necessary position, but it's a boring position. Like we want guys out here that's, that's flash and pizzazz. Right. But if you look around, like they, they drafted Andrews Pete, Andrew Pete isn't the worst offensive lineman I've ever seen in my entire life. He was a first round pick. Ryan Ramchick definitely isn't one of the worst right tackles that you ever seen in your life. Uh, Cesar Ruiz, Started off a little rough, but, I mean, he played really, really good last season. So, and then you have Trevor Pennant. Like, the, the qualities that we've seen in him are really, really good. And I feel like he he creates an element on the offensive line that I feel like the Saints were missing, and that's that nastiness. You know, a lot of nice guys on that offensive line, in my opinion. You know, he's a guy that's, that'll give you a little something extra. And sometimes you need offensive linemen like that. And, look, if you need – if you need help on the offensive line, you try to draft the best offensive line possible. It may not be the most attractive thing. It may not be the, the most popular thing to you, but we can talk about Derek Carr all day and night, right? We can talk about what he can do, but if you don't have the right guys protecting him, then nothing is going to change. And to me, I just feel like if they were to draft the offensive line, if they would draft a guy like Paris Johnson, in the first round, I wouldn't be mad at that because the guy is really good. The guy is really talented, and he's an athlete. And that would even like that would give you an opportunity to put Trevor Pennant on the inside. And I think that that pretty much will help and some and, and seal up this offensive line. And I think that the Saints would be much better if they were to do that. Now, if they would draft the defensive lineman, then I'm for it. I mean, if they draft a, a wide receiver, I wouldn't be mad. This is a draft, in my honest opinion, if the Saints were to draft any position, I wouldn't get mad, right? If B. John Robinson is there in the first round and the Saints draft him, would you be mad? No. If they were to get Paris Johnson, 
in the first round. Would you be mad? No. If they were to get Nolan Smith in the first round, would you be mad? No. Right? And the list goes on and on. So this opens up endless possibilities. If you need a position, you need it. And, you know, if you got to keep on drafting until you get it right, so be it. Right? But you have to get it right because if you don't, then you're going to find yourself going through the same issues over and over and over again. Uh, TJ, remember how people wrote Adrian Peterson off when he tore his ACL? Dude came back, rushed for 2,000 yards, uh, winning uh, cures all. But if Mike T balls out, these chat people change their tune quick. Thank you for the $10, Keen Arthur. I agree. I just think that a lot of people are frustrated with Michael Thomas's injuries, right? And because the Saints are so, you know, closed-lipped about the situation, Michael Thomas doesn't really speak that often. Like, we find ourselves coming to our own conclusions and making our own assumptions, and because we're making our own assumptions, we're making our own self upset, right? Because we're thinking of words, we we wondering why the team isn't saying anything, it's because, because it's probably as bad as we think that it is, so we draw these conclusions about Michael Thomas. Look, Michael Thomas has been hurt over the last two and a half years, but Michael Thomas, when he's on the field, when he's upright, you know, to me, he's one of the best in the league. And honestly, if he was to get it right, let's just say if he doesn't come back to New Orleans Saints, let's just say if he goes to the Chiefs, right? You 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 are going to be angry. You're going to be angry and mad because Michael Thomas is going to be wrecking the league once again. That's just what it is. So I just think that the it's not so much about Michael Thomas, him not being the same player he once was. It's just the frustration about him being injured all over the last couple of years. TJ, I didn't say that Dalton is the best choice. I meant to say cards. I kind of, I kind of figured that. I kind of figured that. And um, yeah, I'm glad you. I'm glad you cleared that up because I was like, huh? I kind of figured that though. Uh, TJ, uh, do you think Jameis comes back to the Bucks? Anything's possible, you know. Anything's possible. I mean, he's. I'm pretty sure the Saints are going to go ahead and let him go. And uh, I think, I hope, hopefully, they go ahead and let him go soon, so he can go out there and you know, and maybe you know, negotiate and be able to talk to a few teams. So um, I'm hoping that that happens, man, because I want to see Jameis Winston. I want to see Jameis Winston play football. I don't want to see Jameis Winston, uh, you know, I just think that he got a raw deal over the last couple of years, and uh, hopefully he can find a team that can be committed to him and give him an opportunity uh, to play. Hopefully that happens. Hopefully that happens. But when my, I wouldn't be shocked if you see him in, in Denver. I can tell you that. And all uh, I say all the time, they got to learn the rules or else. Yeah, man, if you're up here, man, being uh, disrespectful, if you're cursing, if you're using profanity, man, we, we don't do that here. We, we don't do that here on the State of the Saints podcast. So uh, the moderators will, uh, you know, they will walk you out the door. Like, we, we, we're not that type of podcast. We family friendly. Um, we speak our minds. All of us are very intelligent people. All of us are knowledgeable people. So we don't need to use profanity and we definitely don't need to be disrespecting one another. Everybody's word is not gospel. My word isn't gospel. Your word isn't gospel. So we need to have respect for one another and respect their opinions, even if their opinions is different from yours. Because once again, the moderators, they will walk you out the door. OK, so let's let's keep it respectful. Let's keep it clean and um, let's keep the show rolling. Uh, Joe, thank you very much for the uh, three dollars. Said TJ, are you feeling better? about watching next season well i was gonna watch regardless but of course you know i mean i feel better that i know the saints have a quarterback that they can win with you know but i i still want to see some other things transpire as well you know um i, I want to see them be able to fix this offensive line i want to see them uh improve the running back position and i also want to see them improve when it comes to receivers so there's some things that they need to work on. And um, but this this is a step in the right direction. This is a step in the right direction. No doubt about that. I'm gonna read a few more folks and I gotta uh, go ahead and get up out of here. It says TJ, tell Mason we have a quarterback. <laughs> we got a quarterback, Mason. In other words, censor yourself uh uh like an idiot. Let's see. Uh okay, thank you, Mr. Saint. Uh let's see if we do draft a wide receiver in the first round. Hopefully it's in Jigba. Yeah. I mean, I think that would be a good pick, you know, him going alongside Chris Olave. But I think the Saints, you know, I think if the Saints draft a guy 
you know, that 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 fits that possession receiver mode in the first two rounds, I think is probably an indicator of what they're going to do with Mike T. Uh, we finally have a real quarterback to get back to the playoffs. I agree with that. Raiders fan here, 45 years. Hate uh, how Derek Carr retreated and will be following the Saints because of McDaniels, uh, the fraud. Uh, don't be surprised if D.A. follows Carr. Okay, well, we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see. And, um, you know, shouts out to all the Raider fans out there, man, because the Raider fans, they, they are very, very loyal to their team. And, um, man, you want to see those guys do something, you know. So hopefully they draft themselves a quarterback that can help them win some football games this season. TJ, uh, you think we should still draft Hendon Hooker? I hope so. Yeah, I think they should. I think they still should draft Hendon Hooker. Um, I still feel like some people, well, some people feel like he still is a work in progress. So maybe, you know, him being a backup, working underneath Derek Carr for a couple of years, by the time Derek Carr's contract is up or Derek Carr's uh, career is kind of, you know, slowing down a little bit, you know, you can bring him in. But based on his contract, I, I would be shocked. Like, I, I think the Saints may draft a quarterback, but I don't think it's going to be in the first two rounds. I, I think that they want to make Derek Carr as comfortable as possible. So I think that they probably won't draft a quarterback in the first round just to kind of let them let him know that we all in with you. Uh, my word is gospel, says Josh. Well, thank you very much for the two dollars. But, it, it, you know, nobody's word is gospel, to be honest with you, man. Like everybody just here speaking their mind, speaking, giving their opinion, man. You know that. And I know you're just joking, but that's what it's all about, man. Just uh, respecting people's opinion, man. Um, you know, at, at the end of the day. Let's see, uh, if we do draft a young quarterback like Hendon Hooker or C.J. Stroud or somebody from the – nah, you, you ain't getting C.J. Stroud, bro. That's it. You're like, this this, this is an indicator that the Saints are all in, right? This is the Saints quarterback. So I would be shocked if they were to draft a quarterback in the first two rounds. Like, maybe, like, in, like, a later round, if somebody like a, a Jake Hayner out of Fresno State is there or Aiden O'Connell is there, or, heck, even a Stetson Bennett or something like that in one of the later rounds. I, I think that – They'll probably do that, but they're not going to draft a quarterback. I'll be shocked. Like, I won't say they, they, they're not. I would be shocked if they draft a quarterback in, in the first two rounds. Just, just, to let, just to let Derek Carr know that they are committed to him. Yolanda Adams' word is gospel, TJ. Uh, no, her songs are gospel. You know, songs are gospel, not her words. <laughs> uh, love you from Myra, who that nation, baby. Uh, love you too. Thank you for being here. And um, Barbara says, I wasn't high on Breeze when he came to the Saints. He proved me wrong. So hopefully uh, Derek Carr uh, can prove can prove some of us wrong as well. Uh, but thank you all so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. I really do appreciate it. Uh, shouts out to everybody here. Uh, shouts out to everybody that's listening, uh, no matter where you are, wherever you may be. Thank you so much for allowing the State of the Saints podcast, to be a part of your listening pleasure. Uh, Shouts out to everybody that uh, checked out uh, some of the content that I put out during the, during the NFL Combine. Uh, had a really good time uh, at the Combine. Learned a lot. Uh, it was a fun experience. And, uh, and just looking forward to, uh, you know, breaking down some of, the, some of the players that I talked to, some of the players I saw, and uh, also just – you know, leading up to the NFL draft. I'm looking forward to that as well. Also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. Please hit the like button. We have over 300 people watching this right now. Please hit the like button if you enjoy the State of the Saints podcast. Um, also follow me on Twitter at TJAYJones8 and previous episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Anchor FM. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that?